When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and more frantic than ever. I almost had a nervous breakdown for about 75% of the two hours we just spent on television. Hopefully it turned out okay. Meanwhile, we have significant breaking news from the National Football League, and that is the only place to begin. Here we go! Go, go! Only one place to start. Deshaun Watson will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. Because of this injury and everything that's happened prior, this will go down as the worst trade in NFL history. That is not hyperbole. That is just fact. All right, that was the reaction earlier here on ESPN Radio. You heard Evan Cohen and our buddy Canty uh, on the morning show here on Sportsmanlike reacting to the news that we got just shortly before 9 a.m. Eastern today. I'll I'll give you a little background because I know people are, are interested in this stuff. We were doing the show. We're going along. We have a soundbite playing, and all of a sudden, Kimberly Martin is is grabbing my right arm. She's seated to the right of me on our panel this morning on Get Up, and she's grabbing my arm and thrusting her phone into my face, and I look at it, and it you see the Cleveland Browns uh, tweeting that Deshaun Watson is undergoing season-ending shoulder surgery, and I'll admit my first reaction in this day and age is... I want to make sure this is right. Like, you know, with all these fake accounts out there, you don't know what is and isn't verified. Um, But Kmart is like nodding at me, like, go with it. So we go with it. And that's the major breaking news that we have. Hembo's here. The hashtag crews around us and our buddy Jeff Saturday is good enough to hang out after here. For, For those who are not with us on TV all morning long, Jeff, what is your big picture initial reaction to Deshaun Watson being done for the year? It's a massive loss. And, and everybody, you know, everybody's going to talk about, well, he wasn't playing as well as we expected him to play and blah, blah, blah. When he's in the roster or when he's on the field, they're five and one. And whether you think it's because of him or in spite of him, it really makes no difference. It's fine ways to win. And they found more ways to win with him than without him. And he's had, I don't know how many touchdowns, I think seven or eight touchdowns. He had four or five interceptions. So he's not lighting the world on fire. But when you go to P.J. Walker and their backups, they're one touchdown, eight interceptions, and they've, you know, I think they've won one game. And that was, I think that was against um, uh, San, Fran San Francisco when they missed the field goal. And so as you look at this football team, this is a significant significant loss for them and I understand it's not worth 230 million dollars and you know like what Canty's saying about the money and the trade and all that kind of thing but if you're the Cleveland Browns right now and you're in that offensive huddle I'm letting you know there's not nearly as much hope in the in that in that huddle as when Deshaun Watson was in the game and that's just facts so does the big picture so we have a big picture story and a little picture story. The big picture story is the impact on the franchise, the $230 million. Is it the worst trade ever? That's not hyperbole. It certainly um, has to be part of the conversation sure. today. That, that part of it is separate. I don't want to do that right now. I want to talk about this year because I had Rex Ryan on Monday say he thought the Browns were going to win that division. Yep. And he thought they were a sneaky, interesting team to make a Super Bowl run Absolutely. this year. Does this now go completely by the wayside with the departure of Deshaun Watson, no matter yes. how great he hasn't been? Yes. 
And, 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 and here's the reason. The, you saw the Ravens. They got, the Ravens got out to a big lead. They end up, the, the Browns end up coming back. In the second half of the game, he's 14 of 14, right? And he's throwing the ball around. You're going to have to have that type of play. I'm not saying you got to go 100%. I'm being, you know, but, but you have to have a guy that you can depend on and trust on, not necessarily just for touchdowns, because they still have the best defense in the league they can lean on. But you're going to have to, you're going to have to convert drives. You're going to have to go score at times. You, I mean, and, and again, when they lose Chuck, which is a massive loss. Conklin's a massive loss. And now your quarterback. It's just so many strikes against that offense. And I love the defense, but man, when you have a quarterback who you feel like can extend plays with his legs and is finally finding form and, and his best by far, his best half of football since he's returned, man, it's, 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 it's awful timing. And here's the other part about the surgery. When you just read what you read, that's a, that's a scary thing. When you talk about doing more damage inside the shoulder uh, if he doesn't get the surgery and that this bone has to be, that's like when, let me tell you something. I, again, I played forever in the league. There's a, Hey man, we can get this surgery in the off season. We can wait. We can postpone this. When a guy goes, we got to get you in surgery tomorrow to make sure this that's, that's for the length of you're worrying about your career. You're worrying about, Hey, does this thing get right? And my shoulder get back to right. That's, that's serious and significant in my opinion. So uh, in addition to all of the other things that are going on uh, in here today, I cannot get on the Wi-Fi. So I want to read that what you're talking about and I can't manage somehow to open it. It's here we go. So what you're referring to, what he's referring to is that in the explanation, the Browns released a pretty lengthy statement on this situation and when they said that they did an MRI, two MRIs on two injuries coming out of the game on Sunday, one revealed a high ankle sprain. The other revealed a displaced fracture to the glenoid in the shoulder. Despite performing at a high level and finishing the game, it has been determined this injury will require immediate surgical yeah. repair to avoid further structural damage. That, that's what you're referring it's to. It's enormous. Think about that. This is this, this is a $230 million guaranteed contract with a guy in his throwing shoulder that needs immediate surgery. Uh, let me tell you, man, quarterbacks get surgery on their shoulders all the time in the offseason. It happens all, you know, things get bad. It's, you know, you get, you get wear and tear. Like these dudes, they, they go through it on that throwing shoulder. That you're talking about immediate surgery with a bone and with something displacing, all that kind of stuff. I just think it's... You know, you, you pray that the shoulder gets healed right, and and because uh, that's it, that's not that's not a warm and fuzzy type message. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at one eight hundred Progressive and Progressive dot com. Hembo, what is the assessment here? The assessment is that the Browns have a good enough defense to take them to the playoffs but most definitely not through the playoffs. Correct. Deshaun Watson, let's say he just plays average, which effectively is what he has been. Exactly. When you have an elite unit on defense, you give yourself a chance once you get there. But you're not getting through the AFC playoff picture with Dorian Thompson-Robinson and or P.J. Walker right. as your quarterback. As someone who coached in the NFL last year, I want to ask yes. you this question because the numbers are clear. Despite the fact that he's not played that well, 
there is a pretty sizable difference in how the offense performs when he plays quarterback versus all those other guys, specifically in the run game. So yes. tell me why, if Deshaun Watson is quarterbacking the Browns, it looks a whole lot different for your defense than if anyone else is. Because they can't load up and, and force him. They're still, they still have the fear of him being able to make plays down the field. And anytime you have the threat of something, like you know, when you're coaching football, it's all about strategy of what can we do and not do. And listen, I live this in the roughest of ways. Mm. When a team feels like your quarterback cannot put the ball further than 15 yards, they give you a completely – all the scouting that you do for the four and five weeks leading up to the game, you can throw it out the window, bro, because they have a different package for you than we're, they're, when they're playing a quarterback they feel like can attack you and receivers who can do things. So all of a sudden you get eight-man boxes. You get, you get safety rotation coming down to give you problems. And, and this was the biggest argument we had on the, on the, the desk this morning. Now get up. People don't realize, man, it matters. Like the dude in that huddle matters because coaches understand he just went 14 for 14. Yeah. I guess there PJ Walker ain't going for it. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not knocking this kid, dude. Like good luck to him. This is not, I'm not disparaging this guy, but there's a difference, a marked difference. I could give you a great story. Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator for the Giants. Yeah. So we started Nick Foles because we wanted to see if Nick Foles was going to be good enough to be the bridge guy for, for the draft that was going to come up, right? So we're going to play <clears throat> Nick Foles and we're going to see what this guy does. Wink, after the game, walked up to me and he goes, you had no chance. We, we knew exactly when that guy's – I knew what I could do as a defensive coordinator who's been around the league forever. He said, I knew. And, and I'm just letting you know – you know, that's not against Nick Foles. Love him. Kid put, you know, he gave, he gave his heart, did all he could do, right? But when defensive coordinators understand what the limitations of your game plan based on that position specifically, it is a marked difference. And, it, and it's just the facts of the end. That's why everybody's looking for one, y'all. Like, that's why everybody wants that dude because it makes life in every other phase of the game so much easier. You know what that did today is it knocked the Buffalo Bills directly out of our sights which we otherwise were going to spend a lot more time on this morning than we did. And I was particularly excited to do that because of the reaction of my man, Jeff Saturday. You ought to real, have a real issue with the way they've handled everything. Yeah, it's, it's a dumpster fire. It's ridiculous, right? Like, you don't, you don't, make, a, you don't make a change at 5-5 five and five to your offensive coordinator when you have a top 10 offense. And listen, I, my, 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 my ex or whatever it is is blowing up, right? All these Bills Mafia fans talking about you Saturday, you don't watch the games. You don't, really? Okay. You know more football than I did. My, you know, because of my record with the Colts, it's going to make a difference that I couldn't get. But here's what I do know. For in 2017 to 2022, you had the number one defense in the league for that many years. When your head coach took it over, it went to 16th. You can tell me about injuries. Leslie Frazier dealt with injuries as well. You went from Dayball to, to uh, Ken Dorsey, no drop-off. If you look at Josh Allen, his performance is exactly the same. Numbers are the same. Turnovers are the same. You know, whatever you want to say. Dayball didn't run it any better than Dorsey. You can blah-blah me all you freaking want. At the end of the day, you can only pass the buck for so long. If there's 12 men not on the field at the end of that game, Ken Dorsey's still the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. That's what's ridiculous. I don't mind you firing him at the end of the year if you feel like he's not the guy. He and Josh don't get along. He and Stephon Diggs don't get wrong. Whatever, dude. Like, that's your business. McDermott's a good football coach. He's a smart man. Go figure it out. But at 10, at 10 games in and with a shot at the playoffs – this is not the move you make. Because let me tell you what everybody in that locker room knows right now. And Himbo and I talked about it. And he said it. Every man for himself. Mm. 
bro, we're, 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 we're every man for himself. Stefan Diggs got a brother tweeting everybody. You know, Josh Allen's talking about we when he's throwing the interceptions. McDermott's passing the buck on the 16th-ranked defense. You can say whatever you want, injuries, blah, blah. You've been in the league and a very long-tenured coach, and the two guys who you compare yourself with are Shanahan and McVay. McVay's went to two Super Bowls, won one. Shanahan's been to the Super Bowl. He hasn't won one. you got to pick it up and get it done, and you're firing guys halfway through a season. Not, not good. Now, I think that there are a few realities for the Bills that they don't want to face. And I, look, I don't blame them because I wouldn't want to if I were in their shoes either. But their window isn't closing. It has closed. The, the window on this particular collection of them has closed. And so the next question you have to ask yourself is, the one um, must-have, that's the word I'm looking the one person who's not going anywhere is the quarterback. Absolutely. You're keeping and him. And he shouldn't. You, of course not. Right. Like, I mean, you would, you would you, you'd die to have a guy like him. Right. So he's not going anywhere. So you ask yourself, as you build, as you rebuild around him, which they're going to have to do, are we keeping the same head coach? This is going to be a new iteration of the Bills. McDermott has been there a long time. He got the horse to water. He didn't get it to drink. You have to decide whether that was his fault or not. You're going to have to decide if we're going to rebuild. As we are going to rebuild around Josh, are we also going to make a head coaching change and bring in someone new? Because I'm starting to worry, just at the distance at which I sit, the relationship with Stefan Diggs, the relationship with Ken Dorsey. There's something going on with Josh Allen. I don't know what it is. I, I, what little experience I've had with him, he seems like a great kid, and I think everyone generally likes him. Sure. But something's not right there either. So they're going to have some big decisions to make when this season ends. Huge. And, and, and listen, here's the deal, like you said. Like, Josh Allen is going to be there, but you, there, has to be, there has to be a coaching um, emphasis on this thing. I know Joe Brady's going to come in, and hopefully these guys figure this thing out and, and, and do it well together. But – Players still need coaches. Like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they depend on their coaches. You could think whatever you want about those guys calling their own plays, and they did all of that. And they are exceptional at that. But guess what? Tom Moore would still rip Peyton Manning if he was doing stuff outside the scope of the offense. No difference for Tom Brady, whether it be B.A., Bruce, uh, you know, Bruce Arians, or Tom Moore, who's down there in Tampa. Like, he's going to let them know. But you need that structure as a quarterback because you can make all the throws. You've made all the throws you scored all the touchdowns you've been the hero sometimes we don't need to be the hero man we need to convert a drive we need to get a first down instead of worrying about it right now josh allen doesn't balance that very well and everybody else is getting blamed and you can only go you can only fire so many people man like at the end of the day you only go you can only go so far before before the arrow points to you man hembo i'm just looking at the afc standings the bills sitting at five and five there are one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the conference that are not currently division leaders that have a better record That's right. than they do or, or the equivalent record to what they do. So th- this is them making the playoffs right now, I think, is very much in question. They have the most difficult remaining schedule in the whole league, yeah. according to our numbers. It is, it is the oldest team in our league, and I do worry that the head coach's messaging is falling on deaf ears now. There are only there are only five coaches in the NFL right now that are longer tenured at their current position than his in Buffalo. He's a really good coach and has been yes. there for quite some time. Absolutely, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the right guy for the job right now. And they could definitely decide if they wind up going into a rebuild, Jeff. That you know what, maybe we should 
start fresh and sort of realign a head coach with a general manager as they build towards something else, something new. Because right now they're sort of hanging on for dear life, but the ship is sinking. And no matter how right. many people you throw off, like you're not patching and, up the ship. And, and let me say it this way too, just so you people can find perspective. When you look around the league and you're looking at offenses in particular, offensive-driven teams – with quarterbacks like Josh Allen thrive. Mm. Look at New England. I mean, I mean, I look at Philadelphia, right? Like, they're going to find ways. All these athletic quarterbacks, coaches are finding ways to use their legs, to use their athletic ability. They're finding these ways. And if your offense is stagnant, that was part of Dorsey. And I will say, like, he was not nearly as, as uh, inventive as he should have been, right? That's a fair criticism of the way he runs offense. But that being said, at five and five, you're still in the smoke, man. Get yourself there and give yourself some ground. Like, you don't want this thing to spiral out in the middle of the season. I kind of liken it back to Mike Tomlin, dude. Everybody has called for Matt Kennedy's job for two years. Mike... Find ways to win, bro. Mm. Our defense will win it, whatever it is. That needed to be the message. It needed to be we're going to tighten the hatches down. We're going to lock this thing down. We're, it's us versus the world. Like, like, drive it home that way. Not let's start, you know, kicking people off the boat and, we're, you know, they're out. We're going to go do that. We're going to row it by ourselves. Like, man, it should have been the opposite, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's a bad situation in Buffalo all the way around. And you're I hate the, dudes getting fired. That's you're the so. best, Jeff. Thank you very Appreciate much, you. as always. We're, we're getting uh, late here. We have so much to do today. Crazy day with this breaking news and much more. I've got my takes coming up next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Crazy morning. We got work in here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Uh, in 30 seconds, we will assemble the 
Members of the hashtag crew around me, Hembo, you've heard from already. Bubba and Cam ready to go as well. We'll uh, get into the breaking news of the morning and a whole lot else uh, in the hopper today. But first, are you dealing with a dead battery? If so, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination, where they offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or if you're do not. If you're in need of a fresh charge, they're the only, uh, if you do need a replacement battery, excuse me, maybe you need a new battery, maybe you just need a fresh charge. Those are the obviously the options. If you need a replacement battery, they are the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. All right, Hembo, I feel like you have been trying to make the point, as some did on the TV show this morning, and I did not like it, that you think that the, the loss of Deshaun Watson is not a particularly significant one. Am I reading you correctly? Um, I don't think so. Vegas says it's not a particularly significant one because the line moved only one point upon learning of this news, the, uh, at least for this weekend, I mean. So the Steelers were a three-and-a-half-point dog, and they're now a two-and-a-half-point dog after the news came out. What I don't know is how much of the Deshaun Watson stuff was already baked into the cake for Vegas in this game. The other reason the line wouldn't move that much is because the total is so low. The total is 34 and a half. So, so this is going to be a, a throwback football game. I actually do think it is a, it's a pretty sizable um, injury. The, the, the significance of it is sizable, if only because this is a team that is already without Nick Chubb, without Jack Conklin, without Jedrick Wills. This team has been decimated by injury on offense. And for as good as the defense is, in 2023, it just doesn't matter that much if you're getting ridiculously subpar quarterback play. And the numbers are pretty loud. Like, when he plays quarterback for them, it's an average offense. And with a great defense, that gets you to the playoffs. I'm not, sure, uh, I'm not so sure that it does otherwise. But here's, okay, so let me disagree with you, and I will use my own team as my argument. The Browns' defense has been better than the Jets' defense, but the Jets' defense has also been good enough to win a championship with it has carried them to where they are right now, which is a respectable 4-5, and five, at least in the records. If they had average quarterback play, if they had a quarterback playing the way Deshaun Watson has played this year or the way Aaron Rodgers played last year when everyone said it was the, wor- when it was the worst year of his career, the Jets would be maybe the best team in the AFC. And, and the Browns have been that. They've been 6-3. and three. They've been right there with they just beat Baltimore last week in a huge come-from-behind game. They are as much a contender as anyone is because he's able, at his worst, and this is him at his worst, he's a slightly below-average NFL quarterback. What you drop off to now is barely NFL-caliber play. If you watch the Jets play, That is barely NFL-caliber quarterback play. If you watch P.J. Walker play, that is barely NFL-caliber quarterback play, and that's what you can't overcome. Mm. You can win a championship. I don't know this yet, but you have a chance of doing something in the NFL this year where scoring is down and all that stuff is happening if you have a great defense and an average offense. But what the Browns are going to be is so far below average with P.J. Walker at quarterback, it's like... Uh, what the Jets are with Zach Wilson. They've scored three touchdowns in their last five games. You, no defense can overcome that. Yeah, and this is a pretty close to historically good defense. They're allowing points on 22% of opponent drives, which would be the best mark by any team in a season in five years. Miles Garrett is, I think, likely to win 
the Defensive Player of the Year award and Jim Schwartz in year one as DC there has been magnificent. They're also not going to be able to run the ball anymore either. And those are the loudest numbers. Like If you just look at Deshaun Watson's numbers in isolation, you say to yourself, "Ah, it won't be such a big miss. But when you look at... Um, and you take a couple more layers of the onion off, you see that they can't run the ball when anyone else is playing quarterback because, as Jeff just described, it changes the way that you can play defense too. So you're, at, you're asking this team to be like the 2000 Ravens, the 1985 Bears, the 0-2 Bucks, and that's just not a reasonable thing to ask any team in this day and age. It is extremely unlikely. We remember those teams forever because they're the only ones who could do it. Uh, you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. So, Bubba, March 18th, 2022, Deshaun Watson was traded to the Cleveland Browns. In return, the Browns traded back first round draft picks in 22, 23, and 24, plus a third round pick and two fourth round picks. In addition to that, they signed Deshaun Watson to a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract. It was the largest contract and most guaranteed money in NFL history. You don't need me to tell you, if you pay any attention to football, it was a contract that actually shook up the league. The reverberations of it were felt well into this offseason. Bubba, does this have a chance to go down when you consider everything? as one of the worst deals any team has ever made in the history of pro football. Yeah, I think I think it has to, because I think when you're factoring in all those things, you're factoring in the, the draft picks that were sent away, the contract, and if you're looking at how Houston has already turned things around, essentially, with what's going on there, yeah, I think if, if it's not right up there, if it's, it's, if it's not number one, it's right up there. So I, I think it has to be up there as one of the worst of all time. Cam? Uh, I think the one that rivals it is another one that we just saw, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Now they've gotten a little bit back on track, but the Seahawks still have, uh, I think, a couple picks from that to come. They had about five picks from it and immediately looked better without him. They're better this year without him. So I think the two we just saw within the last couple seasons are, are in the running here. I think that the Browns would die to have someone as good as Russell Wilson right now. No doubt. Um, This is, I think, the most important thing that needs to be said about that trade is that over the course of time, it's just going to have a massive negative impact on that roster because they did not have a single pick in the top 65 in either of the last two drafts. And their first pick in next year, Greeny, is scheduled to be 55th. Like, if you're going to do this, if you're going to move heaven and earth for a quarterback and then literally pay him at heaven and earth, you have to hit on the quarterback, and then you're going to have to hit on your draft picks because your roster is going to be so much thinner. I mean, honestly, the fact that they're 6-3 and three right now, the fact that their defense is so good is something of a miracle. But this is probably the best it's going to be in Cleveland given the fact that you're not going to really give the roster a chance to regenerate. I'm looking at it here. I just Googled worst trades in sports history. and I You and I did this list. Yeah, we did the list. Did we do it for the new book? Yes. Okay. I'll well, pull look, it up right now. Well, okay. So, so you pull that up and we'll talk about it because many of the worst trades people think of because of the lopsided nature of who was acquired. Babe Ruth being traded. Kobe Bryant being traded. This isn't that. 
This isn't about, oh my God, we traded away one of the greatest players of all time and didn't get enough for him. This is about trading everything for someone you thought would be good and not getting anything out of that person. It's a very different kind of bad trade than, than, than trading Kobe Bryant for Vlade Divac. Do you think the Herschel Walker trade's a good comp? That is a much better comp because the Vikings traded the Cowboys so much it's, it's been made very famous because Jimmy Johnson used all those picks to build a team that won three championships, and Herschel Walker's best seasons were already behind him by the mm-hmm. time he got to Minnesota. So remind me what that was. What, 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 what exactly went in that trade? So the Cowboys acquired five players and eight draft picks, of which they used to acquire Emmett Smith, Darren Woodson, Russell Maryland, and Kevin Smith. I mean, it was foundational towards their dynasty. Yeah, uh, th- that's a better comparison because you give up everything because you think one guy is going to be the piece that puts you over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the Deshaun thing has been a disaster. There's so much bad karma associated with it, with the way the Browns handled it. I, I think that there were a lot of people out there who don't have a rooting interest in it one way or the other who, um, who are somewhat happy to see this. One more point I want to make here. I just want to read for you. The dead cap figures on his contract, which is to say they can't get out of it. Oh, yeah. 201 million, 137 million, and then 72 million. He is going to be there. He's going to be there. They're going to be paying him for the next three years, whether he throws a pass or not. Yeah. And right now, not feels like it is on the table. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. All right, I got an issue with somebody. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. So you know that I'm not in a great mood. Right, everyone knows I'm not in a great mood. My team has been struggling. They've been playing night games, so I'm not getting any sleep. All kinds of, all heck is breaking loose in my life. And so who was it who decided to put in the rundown today the following question of the day? Who will complete more passes to New York Jets players on Sunday, Zach Wilson or Josh Allen? Uh, That was me. Who thought that was funny? Why would that be funny? It's a compliment to the Jets' great defense. No, it's not. Yes, it, it is. is. It is a not backhanded, it is a backhanded, not even backhanded, it is a forehanded slap at Zach Wilson. Because the last time the Jets played the Bills, they intercepted Josh Allen three times, and that's like a once in a lifetime. So let's even say we replicate that. What you are doing is suggesting that there is a very real possibility that Zach Wilson doesn't complete three passes on Sunday. That's what you're saying, Cam. You're doing it just to dig at me, and I don't appreciate it. Well, it's not inconceivable that Josh Allen could throw three picks again. He just threw two, so. Which number will be great? If you had to bet, like I got my seeing green bets now on the ESPN app, which, uh, the ESPN bet app, excuse me, which is up and available, and I've, I've got a special prop this week on the quarterbacks on Thursday night. All the information is up there at ESPN bet, and I have it up on my Twitter and my Instagram as well. But if I gave you a prop, Hembo, which number will be higher on Sunday? The number of interceptions that Josh Allen throws, or the number of touchdowns that Zach Wilson scores, be it running or passing, which number would be higher? <laughs> I, would, I would take the Josh Allen interception. No I mean, question. 100%. Are, like, are not even contagious. close to the end zone. I think that Zach Wilson has thrown one touchdown this year. Is they that right? have scored two touchdowns in their last four games, and in one of them, the Eagles pushed them in on purpose. Yeah, They've scored one real touchdown in the last 50 drives. Zach Wilson has thrown five touchdowns this year. Five touchdowns. What, what is the number I saw? But only one since something... 
Uh, whatever it is, it it, it yeah, because he threw that touchdown. Against They're hard the to Giants. keep track of. He's thrown one since October first, the he's game after once. the Chiefs. He he oh. threw two against the Chiefs, and since then he's thrown one. And that Yikes. was the one that that Brees Hall caught in the middle of the field and ran. <laughs> yes, threw it five yards. <laughs> it was a great pass. So you see, the point is, you're making me mad with this question. Like you you put the question in there with the sole intention of rankling me, and it worked. In the meantime, if I have beef mm-hmm. with Cam. That seems to be nothing compared to the show versus show beef we now have. Am I led to believe that Evan Cohen, Bubba, took a shot at Hembo on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio? Yeah, he, you know, he just disagrees with some of Hembo's takes, like we all do. So, uh, you know. I'm going to play it. I haven't heard this yet. Generally, I like to be on Evan's side here because, you know, Hembo's got some questionable thoughts. So, so yeah, let's listen to what – this is Evan from uh, Unsportsmanlike. So, so, Hembo has been a defender of Josh Allen, has talked about how great Josh Allen is, has cited all of Josh Allen's great numbers. And Evan Cohen, in response, said this. We were on filling in for Grady 10 a to noon Eastern time a couple of weeks ago when you brought up the conversation we had with Hembo. And Hembo was saying, well, statistically, his turnovers don't lead to points. I don't care. Because you know what his turnovers do? They prevent your own points. So let's also acknowledge that. End of the first half yes. last night. Right? Yes. Okay, they only led to three points. But theoretically, if you have this talented quarterback who's so great, they should lead to your own point. And I don't know that there's a stat that can back that up other than just watching a game and realizing, hey, guess what? If you got more yards and you Threw the ball in the end zone, your team could score. The other thing I want I want to do, let's stop making this bold statement of he's no longer comparable to these guys. Of course he's not. It's obvious. He's a turnover machine who's a 10 to 15, 10 to 16 quarterback in the league. Not top 10 anymore. Not top 10. Evan Cohen calling out Hembo. What is your response? We have a strict policy against drinking in the morning here at work. I don't, the t- 10? 10. Yeah. There is no world. None in which Josh Allen is not a top 10 quarterback. He is, in my opinion at least, inarguably top five. And yesterday we counted that at most seven teams in the NFL would not trade their quarterback let's one count, for one let, for Let's Josh count Allen. the number of quarterbacks that you could even... Let's put Tua on the list because you could at least debate it. It's at, le- it's at least worth mentioning. Fair enough. Right? We, we said yesterday we, did, we think the Dolphins would trade for Josh Allen if you could just start a team. But let's even say that could be... In theory, you could you would put Lamar Jackson on it. Mm-hmm. You would put Burrow on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you put Stroud on it right that now. That would be it for that division. Let's even say you want to put Stroud on it, which is ridiculously premature. But let's even say what I'm saying is let's give him as much the benefit of the doubt sure. as we can. And I still don't think we'll get to ten. No way. Tua, Lamar, Burrow, Stroud, um, Trevor Lawrence. No one else in that. Let's even put Trevor Lawrence on the list, which I don't think he should be. But okay, Herbert, Mahomes. Herbert. So that's the AFC, right? Herbert, yeah, that's the AFC. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Are we counting Aaron Rodgers? No. I mean, you can't. Even I can't. Aaron Rodgers, you, you, you wouldn't take him over Josh no. Allen. Um, and then, so then you're going to go Dak and Hurts. And there is no other There's NFC. There's no other in the NFC you would even consider. Not even if right? you stretch really far. No, I mean Jared Goff. No, I mean there's there's no one else you'd even consider. So so if you were to go as far in that direction as you could, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, as far as you could possibly go, you'd say he's the tenth best quarterback in the NFL. And candidly, he's definitively better than that. And, and he said ten to fifteen. And here's the other thing. Like I think he, he said ten to sixteen. Ten to sixteen, whatever. Like Yes. We have jo- beef. Josh Allen we have beef turned the Cohen. ball over too much. At the same time, 
Josh Allen's team has scored more points than any in his conference since the start of last season, since the start of the Ken Dorsey era. They score lots of points. He's second in the league in QBR over that span. We hate turnovers, and we have conditioned ourselves to believing that they are a fatal flaw. They are not. Just a couple years ago, Matthew Stafford led the whole league in picks, and they won the Super Bowl. Interceptions are bad. They're not fatally bad, especially if the good. In Josh Allen's case, the great more than offsets it. With that said, we will have to resolve that beef another time. It's time for trivia. Group trivia today. Here's my question. There were four. There were four 25,000-point scorers in NBA history at the time of the three-point line's inception in 1979. And my question for you guys is, who were those four players? So name the four players who, for more easily put, were the four highest-scoring players in NBA history at the time they instituted the three-point line. In 1979. Exactly right. Is that right? Okay, Mm -hmm. we'll come back. I'm going to get all four. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Well, you said that last time. Next on ESPN Radio. (laughs) Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Any with you on ESPN Radio, starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Uh, it is the fight that absolutely no one wants to see. Hembo and Evan Cohen <laughs> may throw hands at some point here. Evan took a shot at Hembo yesterday on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Now we have beef, and we will settle it in a moment. But first, we have the question. Who were the four 25,000-point scorers in NBA history at the time of the three-point line's inception in 1979? So this is different from our, the usual way we do this. Bubba and Cam and, and Evan is here. We're going to try and guess all four, and we can do it communally, yes? Mm-hmm. Is that, is you only that, get four guesses. We only get four guesses. Mm-hmm. So, so Bubba and Cam and Evan as well. I, I'm, if I had to divide it up into this, there's two of them I would bet my house on. I would bet everything that I've, I've ever owned in my life on that one of them is Will Chamberlain and another one is Oscar Robertson. Yep. 
I think I would bet a cottage on Jerry West being another one. And then in, in the interest of picking a fourth, that's the one I'm least certain of. The name Elgin Baylor is the one that is sticking in my head. Those would be the four. I would guess, does anyone have a better guess? Evan, I'm looking at you. Is there anyone? I don't know if I have a better guess, but Bob Pettit. Yes, yeah, so 25,000 points. How long did Pettit play? I, the game was the games were so much lower scoring then. Pettit's an interesting one. Go ahead. Bubba, is there anyone else you're thinking of? I mean, I thought of Havlicek and Wes Unseld. See, Havlicek, Havlicek scored more points than Bill Russell did. Because he, he's Unseld the Celtics all times was scored. Right. right. So I would be very surprised if it's Unseld. Yeah. He, he didn't score. Elvin Hayes scored a lot more points on those teams than he did. And are we sure Kareem didn't hit that prior to 79? Yeah, Kareem was the one. Cam and I were talking about him, too. So he, he as Lou Elsinder, he was drafted in 69? 69, yeah. That's 10 seasons? Woof. So if it's going to be him, I like him the best of all the ones we just said. Okay. But if it's going to be him, who do we bump off the list? Baylor? Well, no, if you have the two you bet your house on, which I, I, are... Wilt and Oscar, I, if it's okay. not the two of them, I, I give up. So Wilt, Oscar, Kareem, and then either West, Baylor, I guess you're throwing Pettit out. I think I would go West. I think Elgin Baylor, I, I think you got to put... El- Elgin seems to be the answer to a lot of questions. Is Elgin Baylor? Yeah, I think, I think Elgin's going to be right. So hey, Elgin Baylor is the answer to a lot of questions. What's the question? Who has the most appearances at the lottery? Like, what's the, what's he is the, that, too. Whatever the question GM. is. <laughs> All right. So, so, so we're definitively going with – I'm going to do them one at a time. Okay. We're going with Will Chamberlain for sure. Correct. Okay, that had to be. Oscar Robertson. Correct. Okay, that had to be. One and two on the list. Okay, so then, so then the rest – this is pressure now. Bubba, what should I go with here? Are we forgetting uh, McAdoo? How long did he play? Bob McAdoo, no, no, no. no? He no. was a great player. I mean, he was a great scorer, but no. He wouldn't have scored that many points. Havlicek made me rethink this because he scored more points than Larry Bird did. Now, I don't know how many points Larry Bird did, but – Havlicek is the all-time leading scorer yeah, I, in Celtics I, history. Kind of like in Havlicek. But. And his career would have been over by 79. So I mean, Russo would be happy with that guess. It's, and, and I think Jerry West. <laughs> it scares me to death. All right, I, I'm, I'm, going to say, I'm going to say Jerry West. Jerry West is correct. Okay. Wow. Okay, He's okay. fourth. Ooh, He's fourth, ooh. so we're missing third. So you're missing Gosh. number three. So could it be Havlicek? Could it be Baylor? Baylor's career would have been over in, well over by 79. He retired before they won the title. Uh, woof, 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 woof. Come on, Evan. I'm. I don't. I don't know where you want me to go. I. I think. I feel like you want to go with Havlicek. You're call, Greeny. I kind of want. I do. Something I, seems to be stopping you on that. I just. I think. If he had been third in the league, at and in, in score third all time in scoring at the time that he retired, I would have known that. Like we we did a, a whole obit on him when he died and everything else. I feel like I would have known that. Elgin Bale has scored a lot of points. I mean, a lot of points. I can't tell by Hembo's, Hembo's no, face. Hembo's I'm, uh, I'm good face. at this. All right, we're going to go with Elgin Baylor. The correct answer is John Havlicek. Oh, 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 you wanted you. that. I told you, Havlicek. Oh, he God. stole the ball. Elgin <laughs> Baylor is fifth with 23,149 He points. was fifth? He was fifth. Oh, my God. This feels God. too recent for you just my in general. One contribution to the trivia. Come I on. I will never get over that. I will you, Honestly, I will not get over that. That's hilarious. Jerry West was the guy that you – he was your gut. Like, you said he was your number three guy. I know. And then you talked yourself Two out Two weeks of it. in a row, guaranteed. You got them both wrong. My goodness. Oh, that breaks my heart. I am crushed. All right. Evan. Yes, sir. You're out of your mind. Okay. Uh, there's no way in the world Josh Allen is not a slam dunk top ten quarterback in the NFL. It's not even up for debate. 
you can we, we can talk we can debate all we want whether the obvious downsides of him threaten or how much they threaten the upside of him. But it is inarguable, at least to me, that his upside is so overwhelming that it, it dwarfs the issues that he brings, particularly the turnovers. So when we talk about talent and upside, that's coded language for you haven't done it yet. That's what talent and upside is. We never talk about Patrick Mahomes' talent and upside. We did it for Aaron Rodgers after he won the Super Bowl. We talked about all the talent and all the upside. We do it in the NBA all the time with players. What could Zion Williamson be? The talent and the upside. We never talk about LeBron's talent and upside. Talent and upside is coded language. So you're just telling me that someone is actually not accomplished. That's actually what you're telling me. And so in those moments, the argument that I've had with Hembo is about the idea that his interceptions and his turnovers don't affect the team negatively because you will look at the statistics of what the other team does upon getting the football. And if he's so good, if there's so much talent and upside, then it's lost opportunity and cost opportunity for what his team could do. And if we're defining top 10 QBs in the league, are we doing it now, next three years, next five years? How do you want to do this? Because if it's right now, he's not. If it's next three years, maybe he is if he has the right coach. You know what, Hembo? Maybe he's right. What do you say? <laughs> I say that he's wrong. Um, the opportunity cost of turning the ball over is still reflected in how much they do score. And over the last two years, they've scored more points than any team in their conference. Over the last two years, he's got the second best QBR in the whole league, and that bakes into the cake not only who you play, but all the turnovers too. So you, you just compared him or, or, or even tried equating him to Patrick Mahomes and LeBron James. And that's just not fair because those guys are deity. Josh Allen's immortal. And if we're going to use those guys as the standard, then for 31 other quarterbacks in the league, they're going to have to get crushed too. You know what, Evan? He's right. Okay, but Grady, here's the thing. So if you think this guy is so good, why do you not believe that more points could be scored? Because if I'm giving you the ball, with, like the other night, I gave the opposition Denver the ball, they scored three points. You're saying, well, they didn't score seven. That's, that's, your argument is they scored three and not seven. What could Buffalo have done? If he's a top 10 quarterback, not only can I prevent three, I can add seven. Mm. Why are you not factoring that in? Because there's what? no number behind that. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at what that? What I'm saying is that it's when, you, when you blend all of the ingredients, what's, what you spit out is still one of the tastiest meals in the league there are not there are certainly not 10 quarterbacks that are better than him and their offense functions at a super high level despite all the turnovers and you don't get all the good if every once in a while he doesn't have to take a risk I'm just never going to get over John Havlicek being the answer in that question that that's going to bother me at minimum for the rest of the day Uh, we continue in just a moment Evan thank you ESPN radio he's right (laughs) thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.